0: There's no shortage of kingdoms in children's movies and books, and yet all of them pale in comparison to God's kingdom. But then why is it sometimes so hard to teach our children that all of life and all of scripture points to our one true king? Hi, I'm Charles Morris, and this is The Great Stories Podcast. And today I'm speaking with children's book author, Tyler Van Haltren, about communicating biblical truths to our children. You might recognize his name as the one who brought us little pilgrim's big journey an adaptation of john bunyan's classic pilgrim's progress well now he's turning his attention to god's word and he makes the case that some of the bible's most often skipped over stories are the ones that help children and adults begin to pray thy kingdom come You'll hear more about that in a minute. But first, I want to also mention that we have Tyler's New Kingdom of God Bible Storybook available for you and the children in your life at haventoday.org. You can receive your copy as our thanks for your gift to this listener-supported ministry. And remember, without the gifts of listeners like you, we wouldn't be able to put together this podcast, not to mention our many other ministry resources. So as we approach the end of the year, I just want to say thank you. Thanks to everyone who gives to make this All About Jesus ministry possible. And now, let's go ahead and let's meet up with Tyler Van Holtren. This is Haven Today, and we want to invite back again with us today an old friend. He's actually a friend of mine for about three years now, but we were together in England about this time last year. Uh, Tyler Van Haltren, who wrote, uh, in a modern way, Pilgrim's Progress. But he's got something new. Tyler, welcome back to Haven today.
1: Hey, Charles. Great to be back on.
0: Always a joy to, to be on the program. It is a joy to be with you. You've got a new project, and it's called The Kingdom of God. It says on the cover, Bible storybook, I'm holding it right now, You actually have two books out. One is the Kingdom of God New Testament, and then you've got a larger Kingdom of God Old Testament. Tyler, let's just kick this off. Why in the world... Did you think we needed another Bible storybook?
1: There are so many Bible storybooks out there, and this was a question, actually, my wife asked me when I first had the idea. She said, why, why would you launch another Bible storybook? Uh, you've had these little pilgrim books. People have loved those. Why not keep going in, in that direction? And really, what I wanted to do was to unpack this this theme, this idea of the kingdom of God in a seamless way, from Genesis to Revelation so that people could see and children could see the big story of the Bible. And some other storybooks have done that in a great way, shown how the old Testament connects to the new Testament, but I wanted to do it in a more um, specific way, a way that's faithful to scripture, that focuses on how various stories point to the Messiah, to the promised savior who would come to this promised king, and ultimately how that ties all the way through to revelation when Jesus
0: returns and reigns in victory. Did that register then, is this part of your thinking, to name it the kingdom of God? Yes. Explain that to me.
1: Yeah, really, I believe the kingdom of God is the central theme of Scripture, that it is the gospel, if I could say that. The, the good news that Jesus is announcing is the kingdom of God. As he says, his first words in the book of Mark, I believe, are, "'Repent, for the kingdom of God is near.'" And that became the central theme of his teaching, even through the Gospels. It says, I have come for this very purpose, to proclaim
0: the kingdom of God. Mm. So let's unpack that a little more, Tyler. Kingdom of God, pointing to the Messiah, Old and New Testament. Do you mind defining that just a little bit more for us?
1: Yeah, that was really the main hope for the book. And the way I, I summarized it, I wanted it to be crystal clear for families. So I summarized it as God's presence with God's people in God's place through God's promises, because sometimes we hear the idea of the kingdom of God, but it it's hard to understand. Uh, Jesus doesn't necessarily unpack that. He he assumed his Jewish audience would know that from the Old Testament, that there was an expectation a king would come. He would set up God's reign on earth and he would establish his reign from from sea to sea he would bring this this reign uh, this era of bliss where everyone would be following god's law and would be obeying the king this promised king who would come and so when jesus comes and says i am that king it's a very radical statement and one that of course made the the pharisees very angry so this idea of God's presence, as his presence was in Eden, so it will be in the new earth with God's people, just as he He was with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, so he will be in the new heavens and new earth and in God's place, not just a garden, not just one place, but the whole earth filled with the glory of the Lord. And through God's promises, this idea of God's covenants that lead the whole story along really were hopeless without those covenants because uh, people are royal failures, you could say, at following God's ways. He's made these covenants, these promises to bring his kingdom, to bring this promised king who would fulfill his covenants so that we could live forever in his eternal kingdom.
0: Now, how does that relate to us today? I can think about we've had war in the Middle East break out this fall. We've still got a war in Ukraine. But each of us have those inside things that are vying for our attention, those things that can lead us astray, even if we are followers of Jesus already. And, of course, the impact of our children. How, 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 how do we need this today? Uh, grownups, not just kids, that we would be sharing your Old and New Testament books with.
1: Yeah, I think we need it more than anything to know there is a king, on a throne in heaven, who reigns, who's guiding history by his providence sovereignly. He's bringing all these things. uh, And the joy is we have as Christians is to know the end of the story. We see the mess unfolding before us. Uh, We see many things uh, in terms of wars, uh, cultural wars even that we're in, uh, in the schools. And it's all a mess. And really, I think many ways that's showing us, here's the failure of human reign on the world. Here's what the reign of of sin and death looks like, but there's a king who is going to bring a reign of of life and goodness. And so anticipating, longing for that, living as citizens of God's kingdom while we live in this broken uh, world can change everything for us.
0: Tyler, what's included in your storybook Bible that you don't find maybe in other storybook bibles
1: yeah there is uh, possibly the most interesting and uh, part of this whole process was in the old testament looking through different storybook bibles and seeing how it often uh, just skips from stories like joshua or the, the book of joshua right through to almost the end of the old testament just you might get jonah you might get a couple interesting stories but that cuts out this major portion of the old testament of the major prophets of the exile of the return and so i really trying to make that in a way that felt seamless and tied in you know even books like zechariah that maybe many people haven't read for a long time in a children's bible in a way that makes sense and gives this longing for a promised king and then for the new testament as well often the the stories in in other storybooks typically focus on the gospels and then skip forward or move forward and give maybe a, a one-page summary of Revelation, but I really wanted to. I you include Paul too, yeah. <laughs> and some of the letters, <laughs> yeah. and, and two chapters on Revelation. So that, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> that felt. Uh, some people ask, "Oh, what's your take? What do you? What kind of spin do you take on ex- eschatology in this book?" And really, what we and what took a lot of pressure off me was just using the language of Scripture. Sometimes paraphrased, uh, sometimes with thematic, you know, tie-ins and different things. But with Revelation, it's just tying in the fact that Jesus is going to return and taking the language from that book and giving a sense of excitement uh, that Jesus has conquered. He will conquer all evil, and he will set his kingdom up on the earth. And then to let no- children know as well that what their role now is, as if if they're a believer, if they're part of the church, that they are like God's kingdom on earth, that this is where God is establishing his reign, is through his, his people now, as we look forward to this, this already, not yet, his kingdom to come.
0: Tyler, I needed to hear that today. Boy, mm-hmm. you were preaching in less than a minute. Let's Let's take a moment and let's talk about how you tie in mm-hmm. the Old Testament to the kingdom. Yeah, yeah. How do you take one story kind of fill us in, a story in the Old Testament, and how do you take that then to Jesus Christ, even though he's not mentioned by name? And he wasn't born at that point. He was still with the Father in heaven.
1: Yeah, that was very important to me in this book. And and one of the ways I went about that was in each of the 30 chapters in the Old Testament, it ends with kind of a paragraph that's looking for, forward to and longing for the king who had come. So in the chapter on Noah, which would be featured in, in every children's storybook to, to different degrees, here, here is the closing uh, two paragraphs. It says, as the king of heaven and judge of the earth, God could have destroyed the world. Instead, he chose to give it a new beginning to cleanse the world of its evil and to rebuild his kingdom with Noah's family. God had offered life, but people kept choosing death. One day, the promised savior would give his life to pay for his people's sins. This savior would become like an ark for them to rescue them from the death they deserved. So that was the first way to connect it, and then at the end of each chapter there's also a summary that gives those those 4 P's to help children remember God's presence, God's people, God's place, God's promise, along with questions, a gospel glimpse, and a, a kingdom-focused prayer.
0: Mm. Tyler, tell me how you bring Christmas in to your Bible storybook, The Kingdom of God, New Testament. How do you bring Christmas in?
1: The, the Old Testament volume is, is 400 pages, so it was quite uh, a journey through Scripture. But then when we get to the New Testament, I was thinking, how can I transition this really well? And then I looked at the Gospels and said, they've, they've done all the work for me. Here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Jesus Christ, the son of Adam, the son of David, David the seed from Abraham. And he ties the, the genealogy, just leads right into who the, who is Jesus? He's the promised king. He was the king mm-hmm. everyone has been longing for through all the, the long Old Testament, through their wilderness years, through their exile. This is the one they've been longing for. And so I bridged that gap by taking some some little images from the Old Testament of, of this one who had... Promised one who would crush the serpent, the promised child from Abraham, and pointing it right to Jesus.
0: Mm. You know, one of the things that's fascinating, we've offered many children's books that are also for adults. We always try to look for something that's going to reach out to adults too. And they're all published by big name publishing houses. You cut out the middleman, that was risky. You started your own publishing company, but uh, most of the time I'm so glad we're not TV, uh, that we're just radio, we're just a podcast, but I'm holding one of the two volumes. I happen to have the New Testament in front of me right now at a great price, cutting out the middleman. This is an amazing binding. Uh, This is a keepsake. This is something that I know Well, we're giving it to grandkids this Christmas, but uh, this is something to be treasured and kept. It's not something that's going to fall apart after a year of reading every night to your kids. Uh, Just tell us the process of going through to get something with such a fine binding. and, And the Old and the New Testament together, you even put that in what I think the proper term is a cloth-bound slip case. Did yes. I get that right? Yeah.
1: yeah <laughs> Tell there, us
0: about the printing.
1: Our, our Lithos kids, are. Our, our tagline is biblically faithful and beautifully crafted. So both of those are very important to me to be faithful in the text, but then also to have beautiful illustrations and beautiful binding. And and that was something I wanted to do to to set ourselves apart in some ways as, as a company, that everything we do would have that. And so when I came to the Bible, it, it was the thought was how can I make this better? How can I add to the quality? Not how can I save uh, a few pennies here and there, but to make the a keepsake that children could treasure for for years to come.
0: Tyler, we don't always get into your personal side of life. Uh, that's not something you talk about, and brag about, or anything. But let me get you to talk about it. Um, You went to university, you're from Canada, you're outside Toronto, uh, but God called you to be a missionary in Cambodia. Kind of walk us through that story a little bit.
1: So we spent uh, three years in Cambodia as, as missionaries with the goal of teaching at a Bible school. And what's fun is the Cambodia is actually called the Kingdom of Cambodia. So while I was hmm. starting this book The Kingdom of God, we were living in the Kingdom of Cambodia and that's printed hmm. on all their on their documents. So there's that real very real sense and while I was starting this writing this storybook Bible, I was also teaching at a Bible college there and so it was fun to actually use some of the material for the students there who haven't, many of them haven't grown up in a Christian home, haven't had uh, the same level of Sunday school or Bible teaching that we've had. And so to be able to unpack this idea of the kingdom of God in the kingdom of Cambodia, which if you know the history of Cambodia, it's a history of very much uh, suffering and difficulty. So to be able to present this idea that there is a God who, who reigns over all of this and who is directing all of this towards a greater purpose
0: was was a real uh, privilege. Hmm. And here you were teaching at a Bible college after you'd gone to seminary uh, in the United States after your university days. God had other plans for you, didn't he? He did. What happened?
1: We found about... A year into my time in Cambodia, I started to get strange symptoms of uh, some numbness in my hands, numbness in my face, and at first I just hoped it would go away, and then it didn't, so we kept trying to find answers, uh, talking to a couple doctors there, not not too proactively, just hoping it would, if I balanced life out, maybe assuming, because the intensity of life there, uh, that that might be the, the leading factor, but over time it got uh, so bad that I was spending you know, probably half the week in, in bed at different seasons. And so we ended up making the very difficult call to come back to Canada to serve uh, by God's grace as my health was deteriorating. Uh, the publishing company, uh, Lithos Kids, that it started uh, three years ago was flourishing. And so it seemed like a, in his providence as the king over my life and all these details that it was the time to to make that switch. And as we came home and saw some other doctors, we found out that uh, I have multiple sclerosis. And so we've been processing that lately.
0: And that's that's just this past year that you've had the MS diagnosis. And our our listeners may be wondering, well, how old is this guy? You know, is he 80 or something? But you're in your early 30s, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. You've got a young family. How many kids do you have now? Four now. And you've got a wonderful wife, I might add, too. Yes. yes, (laughs) Well, little do we expect, especially when we're young, especially in that third decade of our life. Do you ever find yourself asking, Lord, why are you letting this happen to me now and not when I'm 50 or 60 or 70 Mm -hmm. years old after I've had this productive life already and taught in a Bible college for a few decades, been a missionary? That's what I thought you were calling me. What are you what are you saying to God? What are you what do you talk to God about?
1: Yeah, it's definitely a, a difficult journey in some ways, and yet a journey that's good to be with the King of Kings on. Uh and John Bunyan's stories have inspired me in many ways. The Hill of Difficulty and the Pilgrim's Progress is a very helpful analogy that we're kind of on this upward battle towards uh, the kingdom. But really ms can be it's very uh it can lead to becoming debilitated it's unpredictable in some ways you can wake up with different issues that you didn't have the the day or the month before and so all of that can be a little unnerving and as uh as i watched the early kind of some videos on youtube trying to make sense of all of it people are really it's it's a very depressing kind of uh diagnosis because there's no surefire cure Mm-hmm. And uh, the medications, they're they're improving, but still not where they could be. But in that all, I've had a, a true sense of peace, which has been, I, I should know as a Christian that that would come, but you assume you might react as the world does to a uh, diagnosis. And and there are different difficulties and people have different dispositions. But, but for myself, the greatest comfort really has been knowing my life is in the hands of a good and wise king who's guiding all these details. This isn't random. That essentially has been the greatest comfort to know God has a purpose in this illness, and this isn't just a random diagnosis that's going to ruin my life. Uh, I've said to some, it's it's not the end of the world, because I know there's a new world to come. Mm. And, uh, this, this body is failing me, but there's a new body uh, that awaits me, and there's a good king who will welcome me in
0: um, with the words, well done, good and faithful servant. Well, and for our listeners, since we're on the radio or we're on a podcast, Tyler looks every bit of his early 30s, and he's (laughs) 6'1", and you wouldn't think at all he had a diagnosis of MS when you met him and you spent time with him. But do you feel like the diagnosis of MS has drawn you closer to your Lord Jesus rather than brought you farther apart? from him.
1: Yes, yeah, that's uh, been the the sweet thing. I think Adoniram Judson had a quote that he said to his wife, which was, uh, drink the cup, it is bitter, but the bottom is sweet. And I found that to be true, that as we go through these trials, they they feel bitter, but there's a greater glory that awaits. As as Jesus, when he spoke of Lazarus, he, he wept, and yet he knew that Lazarus' death would be for the glory of God. And so the same as, as Christians, we we find the bitter must come before the sweet.
0: Tyler, we're going to make available to people here in time for Christmas, uh, for grown-ups, not just kids. The Kingdom of God, Bible storybook, Old Testament and New Testament. We have just the New Testament, that's 15 stories. Uh, Would you mind leading us in prayer right now?
1: Yes, I'd be happy to. Uh, Father in heaven, may your name be glorified. May your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, we, each of us, we long to serve you. We long for your kingdom to come in our lives, uh, in our churches. We long for the day that you will reign over all things. Lord, we look around we see the reign of sin and death in this world. We see the destruction that brings to countries, nations, to people, to lives. And we long, Lord, come, come soon. Hmm. Lord hmm. Jesus, set up your reign on earth. We long to be part of your kingdom. And we can't wait for that day when we will see you face to face. And we'll know that all this suffering, though it seemed heavy, though it seemed difficult at this moment, was, was light in view of your glory
0: in jesus name amen amen tyler van haltren my brother in christ thank you for being with me on haven today thank you charles thanks for joining me on today's episode of great stories with charles morris and thanks tyler van haltren for joining me once again i had such a wonderful time with him and i hope you did as well and now to get your copy of the Kingdom of God Bible Storybook Set, I want to encourage you to visit our website to make a special year-end December gift to Haven Ministries and to receive this powerful storybook set as my thanks for your gift. And of course, if you want to hear more content like this, you can subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts. And if you enjoyed this episode, help us get the word out. Give us a great review. You can also go to haventoday.org and sign up for our weekly email and discover more episodes posted on the blog. And as always, thank you for joining me once again on Great Stories with Charles Morris.